0: We remember what Jesus did for us, but not only do we remember what Jesus did for us in the, in the cross and the blood and the grace that has been shown us, but it ought to draw us into communion and fellowship with him. That's why he did that. And so the Lord's table is about remembering what he did and then coming together and coming together with him in communion and fellowship because of what he did. And that's what we are doing. And we're going to take a, uh, a moment to, uh, to to prepare ourselves spiritually, but we also want to make sure that we're prepared physically for that. And I'm not talking about exercise and stuff, but making sure uh, we have the elements. So those of you online, we are going to be observing the Lord's Supper here in just a moment after we look at scripture and have some prayer time. And so if you uh, are not prepared for that, go ahead and get prepared. And if you don't have uh, bread and and juice there at home, then get something uh, that can uh, replace that, some crackers, some bread, something like that. If you don't have juice, then you can get some tea or something like that uh, because it's symbolic and it's what it represents uh, that matters. Uh, Those of you here, you should have uh, in the, the rack in front of you, in your pew, you should have a little cup like this. And this contains... Uh, both, uh, a wafer of bread on top and then the juice in the cup. And so, uh, does everyone here have one of those or is there anyone that does, I, I see them serving up there. Is there anyone down here that does not have one that needs one? Okay. Is that everybody? You got one, Matt? Here. I've got an extra one up here. Y'all've got it. And everybody else has one and our deacons are taking care of those, uh, in the balcony there. So, so everyone should have that. We'll get to that in just a moment uh, for that. But we want to prepare ourselves spiritually uh, first. And so uh, I want us to look at some scripture in the Gospel of Mark, but Mark chapter 14. Uh, we're skipping ahead, and that this is uh, Mark's account of that Last Supper uh, that Jesus had. Well, really, it's not the Last Supper that he had with the disciples because later on, well, they have breakfast later on and they do some, some other things later on. But, uh, uh, but this is uh, the, that time right before the cross. It's the night that he's going to be arrested. And in less than 24 hours, uh, he's going to be hanging on the cross and die on the cross for their sins and for ours. And so Mark chapter 14 and verse 22 is a scripture that we are focusing on this morning. It says, and as they were eating, they as the disciples, uh, the 12 disciples there and Jesus, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. Which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and it was there that they prayed. Jesus had some more teaching for them, and they spent time in prayer. And it is there where Jesus will be arrested and uh, and taken away. But here they are at the table. You know, this, uh, uh, this table is often called or referred to in Scripture as the table of the Lord or the Lord's table, and, and, and that is what it is. It is a place of salvation because what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. His body was broken. His blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins that we might be saved. Uh, And and so it is a a place of salvation. It's also a place of surrender where we surrender because Jesus did this for us. We surrender to him not only as our Savior but also as our Lord. And I hope as you partake of this today that that is what you are saying. If you can't say that with all sincerity, then it would be best for you to just not take part in it. But if Jesus is your Savior, if Jesus is your Lord, and we invite you to join with us at the Lord's table. It is a place of salvation. It's a place of service. But it's also a place of fellowship and a place of communion. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, uh, uh, I was raised up in a, in a Methodist church there in Corinth. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was saved in that, that Methodist church when I was a teenager uh, and, and there at that Methodist church, they referred to this as communion. They talked about communion. And then uh, later on, when we moved to a Baptist church and... and. Uh and I was baptized there and became a member of the Baptist church and hearing the preaching and, and then going to a Baptist Bible college after I surrendered to preach. Uh, the, and around Baptist circles, they always called it the Lord's Supper. And, uh, and some of the preachers would say that's because that's the way it's referred to in Scripture. It doesn't use the word communion. It uses the word uh, His Supper and, and the Lord's Supper. And so that's what they use there. And so I'd kind of distance myself. Uh, away from the communion aspect of the Lord's Supper. But one of the things I, I've realized over the years is, is there is a communion aspect. And, that, and that's what I want us to kind of focus in on uh, this morning. Is that, first of all, it is uh, this coming to the Lord's table does take us back. It takes us back to the cross. He, he says there in verse uh, 22, as he talks about, uh, he took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, And gave it to them and said, take, eat, this is my body. This is my body. This is what is going to be broken for you. Talking about the cross, referring to the cross. And of course the juice represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on Calvary's cross. He gave his body. He gave his life for us. And so whenever we come to the Lord's table, we do go back. We go back to the cross, and we remember what he went through for us, and we go back to our time of salvation when we received that that gift of salvation, that gift of eternal life that Jesus purchased for us uh, there on the cross. We remember the suffering that Jesus went through for us how he was was punched there by the the Roman soldiers that were there, how he was mocked, how a crown of thorns was pressed down upon his head, how he was beaten with the whip uh, over and over and over again, how the nails were driven into his wrist and into his feet, and the pain and suffering that he went through as he was hanging there on the cross. We remember that he went through all of that because he loved us. And not only that, but he died for us. Breath left his body. He quit breathing. He quit breathing. He, his heart stopped. The blood stopped flowing. And his body, he died there on the cross. We remember not only that he did that, but why he did that. He did that. For us. He willingly suffered and died because that is the only way that we could be saved. He did it to save us. He did it to have a relationship with us. To remove the barrier of sin. He did it so that He could live and we could live a life of communion with him. The cross, which this Lord's Supper represents, the cross was the greatest expression of God's love for us. That's how much he loves us. And so as I remember that, as we remember that, it makes it easy to love him back. It makes it easy to trust a God who loves us like that. So the Lord's Supper takes us back. It takes us back to the cross. But not only does it do that, but it also moves us forward. It moves us forward in our our relationship with Him. It moves us forward into a life of communion and fellowship with Him. Jesus talks about that here. As it says in verse 23, it says, "He, He took the cup, and when He had given thanks... He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. He's talking about something new. He's talking about a new relationship. He's talking about a a, a new spirit, a new life, a new covenant with them which is shed for many. His blood is is not only shed for those disciples, it's shed for us as well. And he says, Assuredly I say to you I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Talking about what was going to happen uh, moving forward. And that is just it. That's that's what I want us to realize this morning. As, As we remember what Jesus Did for us. He did it for a purpose. He did it for our salvation. He did it, yes, to to remove that sin, but that sin was removal was not the end. The sin being removed was not the end of things. That sin was removed to bring us into his presence. It was the barrier that was between us that was removed through the blood of Jesus that we might come to the table, that we might have a relationship with him, that we might live a life of communion and fellowship with him. And let me tell you something. The the way we honor the Lord is not just by partaking of the elements in just a moment, but but, but, but realizing that as we partake of these elements, that that was done, that we might live a life of communion with him. Every time you pray, you're remembering what Jesus did for you. Every time you go to God, every time you... He's brought us into this relationship, this life with Him. That is the Christian life. That is what the cross did for us. The body was broken for us. The blood was shed for us, and it brings us to Him. That's what we celebrate. This is a time, yes, of of repentance and, and 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 sorrow over what Jesus had to suffer for us, but it's also a time of celebration and renewal as we realize what we have in him and what Jesus has done for us. He did this with the disciples, and then when they leave he he talks to them john uh, records the, the words that made such an impression upon him. He records every, every word that Jesus spoke to them. And when they left, that's what he's talking to them about. He's talking to them about the, the spirit that was coming to empower them. He's talking about this abiding relationship that he is the divine and they are the branches. And, and as they abide in him they would have joy, they would have peace. And, and he talks about the, how this relationship moving forward, it will be he, uh, he and us and us in him that just as He and the Father have communion and have fellowship, that we will have fellowship with Him and with the Father through Him. That is what we have in Him. And so today as we take part in this, remember what He has done and give thanks for it. But also participate in communion and fellowship with Him that His sacrifice purchased for us. So this is a time of remembrance. It's a time of celebration. But it's also a time of commitment. As we say, Lord, I want to live a life of communion with You. Don't you want that? Let's take a moment right now and Let's bow our heads and let's just tell the Lord that, okay? And I want you to prepare your hearts for participating in this. But also for living a life of communion with Him. And so right now, now is the time there's anything in your heart between you and God, now's the time to confess that, to turn away from that, to allow the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from that. And so, confess your sins before the Lord. And begin to praise Him and thank Him For the sacrifice that he made for you. For the salvation that you have because of him. And also remember that that salvation doesn't just mean that you get to go to heaven one day. It means you get to walk with the Lord of heaven today. And commit yourself to a life of fellowship, to a life of communion, to a life of worship, surrendered to the Lord. Lord, we do bow before you. You are worthy just because of who you are. There is none like you, there is no other God but you. You are worthy because of your holiness and righteousness and your perfection. In everything that you do and in everything that you are. And you are also worthy because of your grace and your love and your mercy. Lord, we recognize that every sin that we commit is an act of rebellion against who you are. Forgive us. Not only forgive us, but set us free from the chains of rebellion, from this old flesh that resists you so much, and fill us with your spirit that we might live in fellowship with you in unity with your will with your desires with what honors and glorifies you and that way we might have the power to do what you've put in our heart to do to walk in obedience with you when well, we recognize that all that and more was purchased for us through the cross and your resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. I want you to take the cup that's in front of you there. And if you will, the top layer is just clear plastic. You can pull it off and there will be a wafer underneath that. And take that wafer out. That wafer, the bread, represents the body of Christ. And right now, I want you to think about what Jesus went through for you. The pain that he went through. The suffering that he went through. He didn't deserve any of it. And he could have stopped it at any time. But he submitted to the pain. He submitted to the suffering because he was taking your place. That's how much he loves us. His body was broken for us. All for us. Because he loves us. And I am so sorry that he had to do that for us. But I'm so thankful that he did. So thankful. This is the body of Christ that was broken for you. Now you can take the cup and you can remove the layer of aluminum foil there that covers the cup. The plastic tab kind of breaks off there and you can bend it back. And as you look at that cup, remember what it represents. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And that's why he surrendered. That's why he submitted to the will of the Father. Allowed his blood to be shed. The precious blood. Because it was only through the shedding of his blood, of God's blood, that we could truly be forgiven of our sins. And this is what Jesus said He said, This is my blood of the new covenant. Where what you could not do in living a perfect life, I did for you. And through the blood of Jesus, we have new life. We have the forgiveness of sins. And we have a relationship with the Father that we could never get to on our own. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus? This is Christ's blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. I am humbled and sorry that Jesus had to go through what he went through. I wish I'd never sinned and he never would have had to do that, but I couldn't. I just couldn't. And then Jesus said, that's okay. I've got you covered. Aren't you thankful for our Savior? Every breath we take, every moment of our lives ought to be be lived in worship and in adoration for this Lord, for this Savior. And we we have the opportunity to do that. Not only did His blood bring us communion and relationship with the Father, but he brought us into a relationship with one another. All those that have been bought with the blood of Jesus. And so when we come together, what do we do? We come together in communion because of the blood of Jesus. And we worship him. And that's what we want to do. The, uh, the worship team will come on up. We, uh, uh, the disciples even, it says that they sang a hymn when uh, this was over with. And uh, I'm not sure what they sang. Uh, Probably one of the Psalms uh, may not have really understood all the meaning of what they were singing, but they worshiped the Lord. They worshiped God, and that's what we want to do as well. We want to exalt the name of Jesus. We want to lift him up because he alone is worthy. He is the one. He is the, the Lord that is above all other gods, and he came to us. He came to remove that separation that we might have a relationship with Him. He did it all that we might have communion with Him. Hallelujah. What a Savior. This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Underwood Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to the sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God, and we pray that He will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, please go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org. All our contact information is there, and we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you are blessed by today's message.